0: everyone, and welcome. This is Paul Bianchi.
1: And I'm Father Garrett Bachman from All Saints Catholic Church in Dallas, Texas, and this is Raising Saints.
0: Where each week we talk about how we can lead each other to sainthood. Welcome back everyone. Father, would you like to get us started in prayer? Absolutely.
1: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we give you thanks for this week of Gaudete. We pray that we would rejoice with you. We pray we would recognize your presence especially your presence in our homes we pray that you would transform our homes into ecclesial communities that they would be homes of prayer of fasting of penance and filled with the word of god through christ our lord amen in the name of amen. the father and of the son and of the holy spirit
0: amen so pretty exciting stuff we have with us uh, author musician uh, parish minister, mom, Tori Gray, so uh, very
1: excited about that.
2: Thank you. It's great. It's exciting to be here this morning.
1: And welcome. And would you mind telling us a little bit about yourself?
2: Uh, yeah. Hi, for everyone listening. My name's Tori Gray, uh, formerly known as Tori Harris. <laughs> um, I live here in Dallas, Texas, just a couple minutes away from All Saints, directly across the street from competing parish, Prince of Peace, Catholic community, mm-hmm. in Plano, um, I've got, I've got three kids. One of who's with us right now. Uh, he's eight weeks old. He's sleeping, and we are praying he sleeps through the entire recording of this podcast. Because, uh, as a new mom, I did forget his diaper bag at home. So,
1: mm. and you told me your son was just baptized, right? How did that go?
2: Oh, it was so sweet. Uh, Father Michael Forge baptized him uh, at Prince of Peace at the twelve o'clock mass, like right before. Uh, the 12 o'clock mass began on the feast of the immaculate conception. So oh, we celebrated cool. his church birthday. Um, you know, it was really interesting cause we did it right before mass started. Everyone who was coming into mass thought that it was a part of the mass. Uh, so he had lots of fans. Uh, we got lots of photos were sent to us via email after the mm. baptism. Um, and now I think I want to do that with every baptism because it was so well documented by the, <laughs> by the parish.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. And we have, actually, here at All Saints, this is being posted on December 13th. Yeah, and we'll probably
0: do it before that, just to
1: promo everything. But that evening of December 13th, you're coming to our parish, All Saints Catholic Church, and speaking on the first night of our Advent series. And what what is your plan for that night? What are you going to speak about that night? Just give us a little preview, if you would.
2: Sure. Uh, the... Title of the talk is Motherhood One on Motherhood 101. Uh and really what it is is it's a talk on uh looking at the joyous mystery of the rosary mm. to see what the Blessed Virgin Mary has to teach us, uh earthly mothers, about motherhood, but also the church as the bride of Christ, on how we as the church can uh show authentic motherhood to the world. Uh, in order to teach people about true love and lead them closer to Jesus Christ.
0: That sounds awesome i'm I'm really excited about that. I know that we've had a lot of people that have asked questions about is the mm-hmm. session on Monday for mothers just going to be for moms? is the session on Tuesday on fatherhood just going to be for dads? Uh, but it's really something for everybody and I love that we're you're gonna be presenting on Mary as mother and just as the bride of the church because, uh, oh, you that of cute. Crying. We can hear it a little <laughs> bit in the background. Um, but I, I love the, the whole idea of that because we've had so many conversations lately with people where they talk about uh, Mary not being as approachable because of the Immaculate Conception. And so having the idea of, like, this is somebody who was a mother, who did have struggles as a mother, was a bride, who did have struggles as a bride— and those relationships, I think is going to be a very unique perspective that will be really cool.
1: Yeah, I think what's beautiful about marriage is it speaks, it's an image, because it's so human, it it gets to the core of who each of us are, regardless of who is married and who is not married. For instance, marriage is one of the images that describes the priesthood. It's one of, it's... Uh, we Each of the priests is married in a special way to the church. Some people say that. Married in a special way to Jesus. There's a spousal relationship between priests and Jesus. And this image <coughs> of matrimony, of holy matrimony, is an image also of the church, of the whole entire church and of the world to, to Jesus, to the Father. The Father comes and he tries, and he proposes to us, he proposes to all of us, this union with him. And so I think it's a a beautiful Advent reflection. Hopefully, I, I believe that everybody at the parish has something to learn about marriage. Each of us is called to be a bride of Christ. And so these images, including of Mary's motherhood, of the fatherhood of Joseph, and, and earthly marriage are, are things that, that can speak to all of us in every season of, of life. And also, what's unique about the human community, or maybe it's not unique, but each of us can support families regardless of our season of life. So obviously little children are called to support their own family in a special way, but I- including that then spreads out to their friends. And then as we progress through life, each of us, comes into contact with families, and we support families throughout our lives. That covers our our Advent. I I think that covers the
0: Advent series. Yeah, so with Tori talking about motherhood and Mary, Colin and I, we have the talk on Tuesday with Masculine Fatherhood talking about St. Joseph as a model for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Father David is going to talk about marriage. So I think that's all going to be really great. I think it's going to be... A great series that everybody should take the opportunity to come out and join us. I think we're gonna have meals each night, so it'll be a good thing for the whole family.
1: Absolutely, and free food. So <laughs> always, always a selling point. <laughs> yes, and the signups end uh, this Sunday, December twelfth. We're gonna keep them open until the until the end of the five p.m. mass. So that be- if if anybody wants to sign up, they may do so on Sunday. Just. I would say up until about 7 p.m. and then we're going to try and send those numbers to our to our ministries who are preparing food for us and all of we have a ton of hands who are helping in this. A lot of the parish staff is helping, and so we want to offer this as a resource for our parish. And all are welcome. All are welcome.
2: Now, out of out of curiosity, um, do you know what's on the
1: menu? Oh, what's on the menu? Unfortunately, I don't. I I. I hope that the in terms of what the different parish based ministries are offering, each of them were given the freedom and the permission to just express their own themselves. and so they didn't they have yet they have not yet told me what they're offering, but on Monday night, we have the Knights of Columbus offering food for us. On Tuesday night, we have the men's Club offering food for us, and then on Wednesday night we have the All Saints Women's organization offering food. So I imagine it'll be a different night tonight and but mainly that time is mainly for from six PM to seven PM away a time of fellowship to get to know different people, to get to know single people in our parish, families in our parish, those who are more seasoned in life in our parish, all all of the people hopefully sharing in fellowship.
0: I know that the young adults are doing hot chocolate on Tuesday, which perfect weather for it. It's eighty yeah. outside, but we'll oh, see. Yeah. Maybe they'll do well, it's a... it's dropping no, 20 they'll, degrees they'll tomorrow.
1: A, oh, there we go. See, just in time. So each family has different seasons in their life. You, you have expressed to me before this talk that you've been changing your prayer practices throughout your marriage, but yeah. if you would just share with us some... Some ways that you've been living the faith within your family and kind of demonstratively creating your home church in terms of you, your husband your your children what what are some ways that you've tried to grow your ecclesial community within your within your home?
2: Thanks uh, to be completely honest, it's been a lot of trial and error mm. in building mm-hmm. the ecclesial community you know before. My husband and I had kids. Uh, We loved the Liturgy of the Hours, and we considered ourselves very professional Catholics. So Mm. we would pray our morning prayer and our evening prayer and uh, read the daily readings together. And then all of a sudden, the Lord blessed us with our firstborn, William Forge. Yes. (laughs) And and at first, when he was a little baby, I had convinced myself that I was going to— his first prayer was I was going to teach him to pray the rosary because I had heard a mom on a podcast once saying that she would— count her baby's toes as like the beads on the rosary Mm, while she was nursing. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna be like this perfect Catholic mother praying the rosary. And then our child had these feeding issues. So we were like, I I wasn't breastfeeding and counting his little toes. I was like crying and begging him to take milk from a syringe. (laughs) And so uh, I would say the first thing that changed within our family was this posture of humility in prayer. for the first time ever, I used to be, I could go to mass and I could pay attention to everything. I could prepare for it ahead of time. Uh, and then one day I remember the kids were just everywhere fighting. I think there might've been a bloody nose or something. I mean, it was just chaos during mass and it was time for communion. It was the first time I ever actually said to Jesus, Jesus, um, I am not worthy to receive you. Um, I am, I am a dry sponge (laughs) and, And I remember walking up to receive communion and just in this totally kind of helpless state. And so how my prayer life began to change was the first one was being open to each moment as an opportunity to grow closer to God, even when there was chaos. Uh, And in terms of teaching our children about the liturgy, uh, you know, we're, we're trial and error trying to do things as we can as it's possible. So uh you know like for advent we have our advent candle and every night we light the candle. Though right now I have a 4 and a 2 year old so they're most excited about blowing the candle out. <laughs> <laughs> um but we use it. We use it. So uh we try to we always sing Oh Come O Come Emmanuel and oh, that's uh That's a great song. We we have this little uh someone gave us a giving manger. Uh, and of course, we we don't use it the way it's supposed to be used. We've had to modify it. And basically, there's all this like straw, this hay that goes into the manger. Mm-hmm. And so, what we ask the kids at night uh, is, we have an empty manger, and we say, uh, "What ways did you did you um, show the world Jesus's love? So, what what good deed did you do today?" And they'll like say like, "Oh, I." I, I, I peed in the potty <laughs> or, um, you know, I, I shared my cookie with my sister. And so they, they put like a little straw in the manger and then we sing, Oh, come, o come, Emmanuel. And my oldest puts the baby Jesus in the manger to like, kind of like tuck them in bed. Uh, mm-hmm. and then we blow our advent and we sing, Oh, come, o come, Emmanuel. And, and they blow their advent candles out.
0: Oh, that that's <laughs> beautiful. I like all <laughs> how the whole family comes together for all of it. Um, my wife and I, when we a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the start of Advent and how th- you have these different traditions as a family that you kind of, um, you adopt over time. And like, our, we, we love like the little people mm-hmm. um, manger scene and the kids play with all that. And they yeah. are so excited to press down the angel who <laughs> sings like, you know, glory to God in the highest or whatever it yeah, is. And but then
2: Spider-Man somehow appears in somehow, the the nativity. <laughs> right. At
0: one point in time, I, I'm not even kidding. I think it was last year. We had like a full-sized like metal 1985 Optimus Prime standing over the manger to protect <laughs> Jesus. And I was so excited about it. I was like, I'm going to take a picture of this because <laughs> this is what it looked like. I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's it's great to have the whole family come together to do all of those things. And I love what you said about, you know, you had this expectation and this preparation in mind of what motherhood was going to be like. And then the reality is that it, it's – And fatherhood is the same way. We we have this idea. You have this mindset. You think it's going to look one way and it ends up looking so different. Yeah. But because of that, you find this humility to really say like, this is how I came to know Christ better is through that humility is through that example. So I love that you mentioned that as well. Um, do you guys have other resources that you use? Is there other things that you look at that you're like, yeah, you know, I know you talked about a mom blog that had like the counting of the toes, which I think is great. <laughs> um, but what are some things that you guys do as a family, some resources that you use?
2: That's a great question. I'm actually in the process right now of looking for resources. Uh, I'm re- so if anybody has suggestions for me, I'm, I'm, I'm very much in a research hunger searching phase right now. Uh, we have a local friend, Stephanie Bjornstrom, uh, she's a podcaster here in Dallas, Texas, and she has a mom podcast called 500 seconds to joy. Oh, cool. Uh, so I've, I've really enjoyed listening to her. There's the messy family project, Mm -hmm. which really speaks to my heart. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Um, and their perspective of course is like, look, parenthood is messy. So embrace the mess and, and love the Lord. So that's been, that's been really helpful, but I would say that actually like our best resource isn't the podcast or the books, uh, though, although I'm obviously very open to, to learning more. It's been our, our community group. Honestly, it's been Mm -hmm. having, uh, priest friends come by the house and, and talk us, uh, and help us wrestle with issues that we're facing. Uh, it's been, Uh, Prince of Peace, they have this, I'm like obsessed with it. Uh, It sounds so silly, but coffee and donuts Mm -hmm. after Mm -hmm. the 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. mass. I I really believe that coffee and donuts has the ability to uh, evangelize the entire world because of the community benefit that comes from coffee and donuts. So we've met all of these young families, all of these young Catholic families. We've met older families. We've met single people uh, over donuts and really bad coffee. Uh, <laughs> on on Sunday mornings and it has been it, that's the environment where I say like how, you know a, a mom will say well how are you guys celebrating Advent this year um, are you putting up your you know, it's things like are you putting up your Christmas tree before Christmas right are you gonna celebrate the Feast of the Epiphany and so we, we get to share these ideas with each other uh, and and that's actually been more fruitful than any any podcast I've ever listened to is being able to just have the community around me pour into me
0: yeah i yesterday you and i had this exact conversation Mm -hmm. father where we said you know coffee and donuts could be what helps bring people back to the church because it, it is that opportunity for fellowship it is that that chance to uh get to know people in fellowship in that way because we know as people who have been in ministry for a long time you know that the the ministry itself is not what usually attracts people, it's the people in the ministry Mm -hmm. that people want to be around. You know, in in youth ministry, we have parents all the time that ask like, well, how do we get more kids to come? How do we get, well, your kids have to invite them because that's why they come. They come because they have this friendship. They come because they have this um, commonality of the faith that they want to celebrate together and they do it with their friends. And because of that, they're going to keep coming. It is also free food. That helps (laughs) for sure.
1: Yeah. One of the things that strikes me in this conversation in my, as I was preparing to be a priest, we have the great benefit of being forced to be together. So depending on the seminary, there's about 80 guys. They're all struggling to find out what it means to be a seminarian, dreaming about what it means to be a priest, sharing theories, bouncing ideas off of one another. This is an environment that's, provided, that's provided for us. We're forced into the environment and we're given kind of rules of engagement. You know, we have a whole very long description of what formation is. And families, of course, would want that same kind of community, that contact with young families, people to share their ideas with, people to share even their, of course, especially their failures with if anything, just to have some compassion, some sympathy, and then some renewed hope to, to begin again and again and again. And so me and Paul have been brainstorming about ways to get families together. Of course, perhaps this Advent series is a way to bring families together, but we also had a retreat uh, the beginning of December, we, we had a mom's retreat, and that brought moms together. Mm-hmm. We want to bring fathers together and then the whole families together. And uh, they would feel that support, whether it's at coffee and donuts uh, and then spreading into the rest of their faith lives. We have to we're, – we're we're brainstorming. We'll <laughs> see. Trying to come up with the
0: best possible ideas. If we yeah. have any good ideas.
2: <laughs> well, I I think between
0: the two of us, we've got to have one. <laughs>
2: Well, I, the reason I think coffee and donuts is so spectacular of an idea is because it's something that easily attaches onto the rhythm of the liturgical life mm-hmm. as Catholics, like Catholics are going to go to mass on Sunday. It's mm-hmm. our high feast day each week. Yeah. Um, it's part of the ritual and the rhythm of our life. And so I think when you can attach any kind of event where the, you know, if you're a single person, I guess you can go to, you can go to anything, but with, <laughs> with, with something like coffee and donuts after mass, where you can bring the whole family. So if you're married, you can bring your spouse. If you're taking care of your elderly parents, you can bring them with you. It's mm-hmm. You don't have to separate yourself from your vocation in order to find community.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tori, I, I love that actually that you said that in the way that you did so eloquently because when we introduced you and you introduced yourself, you talked about how you were from compa- competing parish <laughs> Prince of Peace, When the reality is, <laughs> we're not is competing at we're all. We're not competing, right? Yeah. We're all on this same page of like how we're fighting to get people to come back to the liturgy. How we're okay. we're we're all working towards trying to get people to come back to mass. Um, you know, especially during this Christmas season, as we are in Advent. You know, come come home, come to the church. Uh, whether it's Prince of Peace or All Saints or, or whatever Catholic uh, church that you may practice at, go to Mass. It is the source and summit of our faith. It is the most important ministry that we offer. You you need to be here. We want you here. We are praying for you, and we hope that you uh, get back to Mass as soon as possible if you haven't been in a while. Um, thank you so much for being here and for bringing uh, your, your eight-week-old little sidekick there. Little so baby cute. John. Yeah. Sweet baby. <laughs> Very, very For for very everyone adorable. listening.
2: He's he's sleeping on a chair in his car seat with a, a long horn webbing up in his mouth right now.
0: <laughs> Just absolutely adorable. Well, thank you again so much for being here. Father, if you would like to pray, uh, I think
1: that's about it for us today. Absolutely. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the families of our parishes. We ask for your blessing upon them as they enter into this season of Advent and as they prepare for the coming season of Christmas, we pray that we would prepare our hearts, that we would bring ourselves to confession, that we would bring ourselves to Mass to prepare for your coming. Transform us into earthly vessels that are worthy of carrying your divine Son, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you again next week as we talk about being prepared for Christmas Day. God bless. God bless.